Thank you for joining us for the Life Point Podcast. We believe what you're about to listen to will help you experience life change. So let's jump into this week's message. Well, once again, good morning. Appreciate you being here with us. I know it's a holiday weekend, so um, I, I want to share uh, with you some, some good things this morning and, and have a little bit of church, and then we'll let you go enjoy your, your, your holiday and your, your picnics and all those sort of things. And um, You know, there are three things that you need to thrive, speaking naturally. Three things that you need to thrive. Um, I hope you agree with these. If you don't, it's okay if you're wrong. But um, first of all is air. Pretty important, right? Um, second of all is um, water. And thirdly, most importantly, is what? Food, right? You need those, those. Maybe food was your priority, but you need those three things in a very natural sense to thrive. But I also believe there are three things that you need to thrive in a supernatural sense or a spiritual sense. And the first thing would be that you need a Savior. A, a, a Savior means you need rescued. There is something in your life that you need saved, redeemed, rescued, and you, you needed a Savior. Right? That's obvious. Now let me tell you the other, the other two. I, I knew you would shout on that one. But according to the Bible, you also need a pastor. The Bible actually says that. It says that Jesus was going from village to village and town to town. And the Bible said he was moved. It actually means down in the center of his bowels and his core of his life. He was moved by compassion because he saw people. um, And the language meant that they were pulling their hair out and throwing themselves to the ground symbolically. And the Bible says the reason why they were so stressed because they were like sheep without a what? A shepherd. So it's important that you, you, you have a, a spiritual leader in your life. And then the third area is you need a church to connect in, a church to connect to. Those are three things you need spiritually to, to thrive. Uh, okay, I, I hear you on the inside. Well, I can still be a Christian and not go to church. Well, you can be a Christian. You'd be a disobedient one, but you can be a Christian, right? You, yeah, you can, but, but you need a church. And I like to focus on that for, for just the, the next couple of weeks. And, and I wanted to start off by, by just giving this. How, how do you know what church to belong to? How do you know what church to go to? How do you know what church to belong to? How do, how do you make that decision? I, I, I believe it's, you, you got to look at these three things. First of all, you got to ask these three, these three questions. And the first one you got to say is, can I grow there? Can I grow at that church? And let me give you a scripture on that. Listen to what the Bible says in the book of Psalms. It says this, the righteous will what? The, any righteous here? I didn't ask if you felt like it. Just are you righteous? Because the Bible says if you're a believer, guess what? You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Um, it's not your righteousness. About, we know that's filthy rags, but he gives us his righteousness. So you're righteous. So the righteous will do what? They will flourish. Everyone say flourish. Uh, uh, the, word, the word flourish here uh, means that you become successful. You increase, you grow, you're prosperous, you succeed, and you develop fully. That's what flourish means. So the righteous, we realize that's us. We will flourish like a palm tree. You will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Okay, I'll explain what that means. If you're what? Planted in the house of God, and then you'll flourish in the courts of God. 
There is this principle in Scripture that we see if our life is going to flourish, grow, increase, develop, prosper, and succeed, it requires something out of us that we're planted in, in guess what, a good church. And so we got to ask the question, can I grow there? That's the first question. Can I go there and grow? You should be walking out on Sundays and say, man, my, I am challenged to grow. My, 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 uh, my faith is challenged to grow. I am learning. I am growing in faith. Uh, I'm learning things maybe that religion taught me that they were wrong. I'm, I'm learning truth. There should be this. You, that's the first question. That's the first thing you have to answer. Can I grow there? And the Bible says if we get planted, that's the only way that we could grow. But it, it should be a characteristic of the righteous that, that we're flourishing that our life is growing, our life is increasing. We're on a level today that we weren't on last week or last year. Why? Because we found a good church where, where we're growing in and, and our, our faith is growing. And then, it, then it says we'll be like uh, a cedar. We'll be like, um, like a palm tree. The, a palm tree means you'll be fruitful. A cedar means you'll be long-lasting. They stand through the storms. They stand through the trials. And so um, the only way that you can really flourish, especially in a spiritual sense, is you've got to be planted. You have to be planted in a church. I don't mean you're just showing up. I mean, you've got to be planted. Get some roots down and planted. That's the first question you ask. Can I grow there? Anyone grown since you came here? No, that's a good sign. You're in the right place. <clears throat> Here's a second question to ask. Not only can I grow there, can I, can I flow there? Everyone say flow. Uh, this is what the Bible says in Matthew, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm with them. That means you're in community or common unity. It has to be a place where you can, you can flow. I'm not going to say a lot about that. I'm going to talk a little bit about that next week. We've got to be in a place where we're not only growing, but we're flowing. We're, we're flowing together. We're doing life together. Like, so I'm not going to talk a lot about that. And the other is, can I sow there? Can I grow there? Can I flow there? Can I sow there? Now, look at this. This is where the early church started. I'm going to read you a few verses. The Bible said they devoted themselves. I'm going to say devoted to the apostles' teaching, and to fellowship. They broke bread together, and they devoted themselves to prayer. Everyone was filled with what? Oh. You ought to be able to sit in church and be like, oh, that was awesome. Right? All short for awesome. Y'all got that? Okay. Y'all need a little help. I know it's a holiday. Um, but they were all at the wonders they saw, at the signs that were performed. And all the believers were what? Together. They had things in common. They even sold property and the possessions and they gave to each other when they were in need. Every day they continued. They met together in, in, in church. They, they broke bread in homes. They ate together. They had glad and sincere hearts. They praised God. They enjoyed the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number what? Daily, everyone who was coming to Christ. So that means that I'm able to not just grow, not just flow, but I'm able to sow. So you say, so what? Um, sow my time. So of the talents God has given me. So of the treasure, the resources, the blessing that God has given in our life. And that's how you choose where to go to church. Now, it starts with growing, not just fellowship. It, 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 it continues with fellowship. The Bible said they, had, they devoted themselves. They had things in common. They spent time together. And because of that, they saw awesome things. They were in awe of what they were watching. People coming to Jesus, people growing, good things happening. And, and so that's how you pick a church. And um, we hope you pick this church. If you don't, we'll point you to a good one. But, but you need to be in church. And so we're going to talk about church for a few weeks. And I also want to spend over the next few weeks, especially getting into next week, just some things I feel God's saying about LifePoint, where we're headed, some things God's up to, a little bit of vision here for, for a few weeks. And so here's, the, here's the, the series title, 
And it's this, uh, it's all about life change. It's all about life change. Now, if you've been here for any amount of time, if you walk around, you'll see this sort of plastered everywhere. This is our vision statement. This is our mission that it's all about um, life change. It's all about your life altering, your life change. And the reason why you have to have vision as a church, it, it, um, it gives you something to measure by. It gives you something to rally around. I, I was helping a, another church not too long ago, and, and the pastor was sharing with me, he just he didn't have vision. And I was realizing by just watching his church, they didn't have anything to rally around. It didn't mean they weren't good people. It didn't mean that they didn't love God. It didn't mean that their teachings weren't good. It just meant there wasn't a vision to rally behind. And our vision to rally behind is just, is just what God gave us is life change. I'll be honest with you, when me and my wife moved here, and we felt like we needed to change the name of the church just for new direction and things like that. And the word I just kept getting was life, 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 life. Say, where did point come from? This is real spiritual, ready? There's Charles Point, there's East Point. That's where the point came from, right? So, so that's how we became Life Point. But, but our whole mission has just been um, enjoying the life that God has for us, the Zoe life, the God kind of life. And all of us need to experience what? Life change. That, that's our rally cry. That's, 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 that's why we come here. That's why we experience the things that, that, that we do experience. And the Bible says this in 2 Corinthians. It says that um, life change has happened in you and it's happened in me. The Bible says this, that he's changed you into a brand new creation. So the old has passed away. All the news becoming is coming to the forefront. It, it's, it's becoming a manifestation in your life. That's, that's the life change scripture. That's what life change is all about. And, and seeing that principle working in your life, that's our heart. Seeing, seeing you grow, see, seeing you change, your marriage change, your faith change, you learning about grace, you learning about faith, you learning about the goodness of God, you learning about the faithfulness of God. Um, life change, that's what it's all about. And here's what I've realized, just when I think I've changed enough, two things happen. My wife reminds me that I need to change more and God backs her up. <laughs> you know, we, we learned this a few years ago working with um, Gateway Church that Healthy things always what? Grow. If it's healthy, it will grow. Um, but growing things change. So if it's healthy, it's going to grow, but growth requires what? Change. And change brings challenges. Y'all say you like to change, but you don't. You know why I know? You're sitting in the same vicinity that you sit every week. You probably parked in the same vicinity that you usually park. You probably talk to the same people that you usually talk to. But we serve a God who's a God of change. And change is a good thing. There's something that happens when we start getting older. We start to get settled in to things staying the what? The same. Let me give you a secret, okay? Just embrace change. Create change. Expect change. How we know things this year were, are not the same as they were last year? Guess what? Things in this upcoming year are going to be different than they are right now. And that's okay. Change is a good thing. God's a God of change. Aren't you glad He didn't leave you how He found you? You know, God's the only one who doesn't need to change. He said, I'm the same yesterday, right now, I'll be the same tomorrow. But about you and me, we need to change. But he's so good at changing us if we'll let him. 
There's some attitudes you and I need to have God alter. Y'all don't believe me? Just keep serving him. Watch what happens. He will mess with your attitudes. Um, you got some beliefs he wants to enhance. God's so good, he wants to keep changing us. See, here's the deal. Um, he, he, just, he, he just loves you too much to just let you stay the same. I, I don't care if you're 20, 40, 80 plus. He, he's still working on you. If he was done with you, he'd take you home, but he's not done. He's, he's rearranging some things. He's changing. And if you're the kind of person like, this is how I am and I'm staying this way, you and God are going to have some frustrating moments. One of you will win. And the danger is it could be you. That's the danger. It could be you. Well, good morning. Let's keep going here. Um, so what I want to do each week is the first thing I want to do is just, can I just give you a life point assignment? Or let me, I'll say this, a life change assignment. For, for, first of all, let me say this. God loves the church. It's his bride. Any men in here, you, you have a wife, you love your bride. God loves his bride. Y'all, we're not perfect, but he loves us so, so much. He wants the best for us. Let me, let me give you a life change assignment. And this might sound old school, but, but as I was preparing this, I thought, I'm going to throw this out there. And if I know anything about LifePoint, we like, a, we, like a good, we like a good assignment. And here it is. Ready? Um, I just worded it this way. Let's, get, or let's become church people again. I feel overwhelmed by your response, okay? Uh, let's just become church people again, man. Let's just become, you know, faithful church people. Let's just, church is important to God. Let's, let's just, it's okay to become church people. I, I think we got, you know, the God's people got, got so weird for a while that we wanted to become so relevant that we didn't know who we are. Let's just get back to being real church people. Can we just do that? <laughs> It, it, it's okay to, to live different, look different, breathe different, talk different, love different, believe different. It's okay. Let's just be church people. Just let me help you out with this because it doesn't work the other way. It doesn't work being word people, world people, and it doesn't work being religious people. Let's just be God's church people. It's okay. Let's just be church. Let's have some more fun in church again. Let's just, let's just get back. Let's just get back to, to Acts. Let's just get back to being church people. Let's quit complicating this. Let's just get in this house and see what God wants to do in, these, in this season, in this day that, that we're in. Let me read you a passage of Scripture. Y'all doing it right? Hebrews chapter 10. I'm going to read this from the Passion Bible. And I, I've taught on this several times, but I just love this, these few verses in the Bible. Uh, this is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, 24, and 25. So now, wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives in us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. Isn't that cool? Wrap your heart tightly around this. God keeps his promises. He will keep his promises. He will answer your prayers. He will be God in your life. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a redeemer. He's faithful. He's faithful to his promises. And discover, I love this, creative ways to encourage each other and motivate each other toward acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as an expression of his love. Now, I love this next verse. 
This is not the time. Everybody say that. This is not the time. Everybody says, ain't nobody got time for that. This is not the time to pull away and neglect what? Being together. It's not the time. This is not the season. This is not the age. This is not the blip on the map of life. This is not the moment in history for us to pull away. As some have made a habit of doing. In fact, we should what? Come together even more what? Frequently. We should be eager to come and encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate a certain day dawning. Good passage of Scripture. Very good passage of Scripture. And a couple months ago, I was just, just you know, just meditating on some things and, and God just talked to me a, a little bit and gave me what I call a life change challenge. And I'm going to share this challenge with you over the next month, over probably the next four to six weeks. And um, we're going to start plastering on the wall. And, and I believe this is something that God's challenging all of us with. And so it, the, the first challenge, we're not going to give it all of it this morning, but the first challenge, I know it's going to sound so simple, okay, but this goes right along with let's just become church people. This is the first part of the challenge. And let's just, here it is, you ready? This is my title. This is the first challenge. Let's come frequently. Okay, I, I get in your head, like, Pastor Aaron, you're just trying to get us in church. Yeah, I'm guilty. I'm just trying to get you in church. But the first time, let's just make up our minds to come frequently. And here's why I have to say that. You still didn't have to say that. But there's something that's happened. We've witnessed a shift in culture. It's not a good shift. It's caused people to attend church less and less frequently. And I, first of all, let me say, I understand. I understand it. I get it. I understand the culture. I understand the busyness. I understand the stress. And although I understand it, and although we've seen a culture shift, it's still not biblical. It is still not biblical. And if it's not biblical, I mean, no, we don't, we don't practice that. So we've seen a shift. But let me say this to life point people. From day one, we've said God told us to alter the what? Culture. We need to be agents of shift. We need to shift this thing back. It can be done. I mean, I, I get all the reports. I get all the studies. And whatever is going to happen, whatever. But in, in, in our setting, we're going to shift this culture. It's going to take one more, more than one sermon. I get it. But we need to see this thing shift back because it's not biblical it's the whole reason hebrews 10 23 24 and 25 was being written it said there is the habit of some to be gone and the bible warns against it gives us a command against it so even though we get it we see it it's not biblical and how many know if it's not biblical it's not for us right so let me say some things and then i'll make a few points um Here's why I say we've got to fight that. that, that now, let me say up front, I'm not saying you can't ever miss a weekend. But I'm saying it ought to be on our hearts to be here as frequently as we can. So we got this thing backwards. Just let, 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 let me help you. Um, let me help you, okay? So here's how we think, because our culture is a little messed up, okay? But I'll fix it for you. We think like this. 
It's Monday, we go to work, we work all week to get to the weekend because everyone's working for the weekend. So we get to the weekend and then we go through the weekend and we we wrap up the week with Sunday. But that's backwards. Sunday's the Lord's day. It's actually the first day. We dedicate the first day and it impacts our week. It's not what we do at the end of the week, it's how we start our week. So we need to shift our, our thinking. And and so I I get, I'm not saying you can't ever miss, I'm not saying, I know some people can't get here. So we're very fortunate. We have a really good live stream. Um, Pastor Mitch has has birthed that and built that for us. When we had COVID hit, it didn't affect us in some ways like it did. Some places y'all were really, really hurt. I had so many people calling, what kind of camera do we get? Because I didn't know. I had to ask these guys, but we had to help churches like get this. And they're doing all this. So we actually helped some churches buy cameras and things because they just didn't know. But thank God we were at a place. So live stream is good. It's great. But, but, let, but let me just say a couple of things I wrote down. I think these are really good. So if you don't like them, just like make me feel good. Be, give me a, mm, that's good. Right. So here we go. Um, don't, retur- don't reduce church to a podcast because it's more than that. Don't reduce church to a podcast. Podcasts are great. Um, Streaming is awesome. Those are all great things, but don't reduce church to a live stream. Don't reduce it to a podcast. Don't don't reduce it to a YouTube video. It's great to have. It's a great tool, but but that's that's not what God didn't say, go to the live stream. He said, meet together. Don't, Don't fall in a habit of it. So it's great, but don't reduce it to a podcast. Is God on a podcast? Sure. Is there anointing on it? You better believe. But there's not a corporate anointing on it. There's, there's something that happens in the house that can't happen on the podcast. If, if you've ever been reduced to a podcast like we were during COVID or maybe during a, a, a certain time or a health time or something you were going through, if you were ever reduced to a, a podcast, you know it's awesome or it's good, but it's not great. And so Hebrews challenges and commands us to what? Meet together. And I just want you to hear this. Meeting together is a blessing. It's not a burden. It's a blessing. It's blessed by God. It's in the word. It's it's, it's got a blessing on it when we come together. It shouldn't be a burden. Oh, I got to go to church. It should be a blessing. And then I wrote this down. The future of the church can't be built on passionless, disengaged people. The future of the church, of our church, of any church, can't be built on passionless, disengaged people. It can only be built on passion. It can only be built built on those who engage themselves. So it can't be. You know, we're, we're, we're all like, you all represent streams and in your own individual life your own individual self you're a stream and you've got your own twists and your own turns and your own uniqueness and your own beauty but you're still you a small stream but when those streams converge and they cross paths with each other and now they begin to what they begin to flow together there's more force flowing together and when you move in God's direction together guess what it's it's powerful but it can't happen when you're disengaged it can't happen when you're on your own stream over here and I, I I'll just say this out there this happens too much in the body of Christ if this happens too much in this region everybody our culture we're just right here flowing our little streams they need to converge 
They, they, need it. They, they gain force when they cross paths. They, when they converge together, there, there's a powerful force behind that. that that's actually what, what God wants. And so our heart, our vision is, is life change. And, and, and the new challenge I want to give you is just, just, just be frequent about being here. Because God might be up to something that, that you might miss. So here's my points. I got three. Ready? I, and I'm going to keep moving here. Um, three reasons why you should show up. I know what you're thinking, all right? Tell me why I should show up. I'm going to tell you why you should show up. Ready? Here's number one. You should show up for God. That's, that's number one. Sometimes my numbers, my points aren't in um, priority. This one's in priority. The reason why you should show up is you show up for God. And that should be the difference maker whether you get out of bed or not. That should be the difference maker whether you get your kids in the car and get them here or not. This, that should be the I'm First of all, I come for God. Um, our, our, we've got it backwards. We are a consumer culture. And it's gimme, 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 show up for me. But that's out of priority. Number one is I, I show up for God. I, I'm about to get in your grill. You want to hear this? Church isn't about you. <laughs> I mean, we love you. We're glad you're here. Welcome to Life Point. Welcome home, right? But, but it's not about you. But how many times? We're all guilty of it. We make it about us. Whether we, sometimes it just happens. We make it about us. That's my parking spot. That's my seat. I don't like that song. I like that song. I didn't like that. Well, that person was friendly. That person wasn't. This church friendly. It, we made it about us and how we feel. And I don't mean that mean. It's just, it's, a, it's about God. And let me lay, since I'm in your grill, let's just keep going. Um, just being in church, it, it's really about obedience. It's not about feeling. It's, it's ultimately about, it's about obedience. And God, we just read it. He actually commands us to be in church as frequently as, as possible. It's important or the Word wouldn't demand it. It's important or the, world would, the Word wouldn't warn us of, of not being here. So what's our attitude? We should just, as frequently as we can be there, we come and we're ready to bless Him. Bless Him. Bless him. It, it shouldn't be, well, I've had the worst week of my life. I need a weekend off. It shouldn't be like, got so much going on. It should be like, I'm coming to bless him. If my problem disappears or not, I'm coming to bless him. If I like the song list or not, I'm coming to bless him. If I like the pastor's pants or not, I'm coming to bless him. Here's what I wrote down. Um, we should come ready to bless Him by bringing Him our highest praise, our deepest worship, our abilities, and our blessings. Man, y'all are chasing the blessing instead of blessing Him. We ought to just come to bless Him. I'm going to church. I'm coming to bless God this morning. I'm going to bless Him with my worship, my praise, with my attitude, with my ability. I'm just coming to bless God. He deserves that. That's called honor. It's called honoring the house. But number one, that's why you should show up. Why? I'm coming to show up for Him. 
Why don't you go to church? I'm going for him. Why would you take your time out? You could be doing all these other things on Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights or or teenagers on Monday night. Why? Because I'm coming for him. That's really what this is about. He asked me to do it. He actually commanded me to do it. He he, he was so serious. He wrote down in the word and said, I want to warn you of falling into a habit of not doing it. So if we fall into the habit and habit, habit's not you had a weekend off. A habit is what you continually and consistently do. I mean, this is crazy. But you, you, but you realize statistics say consistency. They say this is consistency if we see you once every six weeks. He said, why would you preach this series? Because of that. Because of that. <clears throat> All right, life point two. Here we go. You should come, first of all, for God. Second of all, you should show up for others. Y'all see where we're going with this? One, we show up for God. And two, we show up for what? Each other. The writer of Hebrews, actually, we just read, he just said that we should come and we should come more in the last days as you see the day dawning. And one reason he said to come is so you could encourage each other, stir each other. It actually says to find creative ways to stir. You know what it really means? It means you come along some, uh, beside somebody and say, we can do this. You got this. We can do it. We can do it. That, that, that's, that's exactly what that scripture means. So we come to encourage each other other. It actually literally means this, that we thoroughly think how we can help somebody, how we can encourage, and encourage means put courage in, that we thoroughly think through how we can put courage in each other at church. Not, I'm coming to get, hear my song, sit in my seat, do my thing. No, I'm coming for him. I'm showing up for him. So if we're not showing up, what's that say about what we think about our groom? And say, well, we show up for each other. Let, let, let me make this real. Um, if we just get past, okay, we're showing up for him. Okay, if that doesn't work, we're showing up for others. If that doesn't work, let, let's break this down. Um, maybe you need to come for someone else who's here. Maybe the someone else that's here is your spouse. Maybe the someone else that's here <clears throat> is your coworker. Uh, maybe the someone else that's here is you might need to come for your kids. Don't drop them off. Don't send them. Bring them. <clears throat> um, Maybe it's not your kids. Um, if that doesn't work, maybe it's for your grandkids. Since I'm up in your grill, let's just keep going. Um, <clears throat> because, I, just let me in, let you in on this. Don't tell anybody else. I'm just talking to you guys. Your kids are going to take it to the next level. Whatever it is. Now, we trust the grace of God gets in there, but, but if church isn't important to you, why do you think it'll be important for them? Why do you think it'll help their marriage? Why do you think it'll help their dating life? Why do you help, it, it'll help their, their education, their career? How, why would you assume that? Why would we assume that? 
But we, we, I'm so grateful my parents brought me to church. They didn't drop me off, and I was busy. I did all the sports things. I mean, I remember my mom giving me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in the back seat of the car. And I went to practice, and I was in church. Went to games, I was in church. And we brought, seemed like we brought the whole neighborhood with us. Remember I said, let's get back to being church people? That's what I'm talking about. It being a priority in our life. It being a priority in our life. <clears throat> Here's the last one. So we're showing up for God. We're showing up for each other. For others. And thirdly, here's yours, right? You should show up for you. For you. Now, you weren't number one. You're number three. You got to live with that. I, I read this this week. Here's, here's the top reasons people drop out of church. Do not raise your hand on any of these. <clears throat> but the, these, are, these are the here and now reasons. One is, I'm just too busy. I'm too tired. Bad weather. Now, that's interesting to me because um, we have some people that drive over an hour to our church from a snow belt. Y'all live in Stonewood, like the flurries were falling and it was tragic out there. They're driving through 18 feet of snow. Come on, y'all. Come on. I mean, we'll go to a ball game, won't we? Did y'all really think we were going to win last night? I think we we're just happy to be in the game. Anyway, don't get me started, but thank God Duquesne's coming up. Here we go. All right. Um, how about this? Don't anybody, don't make a noise on this one. I don't go because I don't like the speaker. We'll just jump over that. Um, <clears throat> I don't go because there are too many hypocrites. Y'all, we're all hypocrites. This is a church full of hypocrites. I mean, not intentional. I'm just saying, if you're all that already, then you don't need church. All right, I got you. But for the rest of us, yeah, we got room for one more hypocrite, right? So um, some people say, I just don't see the point. Work, it's boring. I can watch online. I can study on my own. It's not comfortable. I've been hurt by a church. We're going to stop and do a survey. If you've ever been hurt by a church, would you please raise your hand? Most of us, right? You're still here. Props to you. You're still here. Um, and I've said this, you know this, no church is perfect. The reason why is because you're in it. And I'm in it. And here's the other one. Because my needs aren't being met. Sometimes, and if you go through life long enough, you'll agree with what I'm about to say. To say my needs aren't being met. Sometimes what you think is your greatest need isn't. And you realize you have a greater need than what you thought was your greatest need. So when you do come to church, your greatest need actually gets fulfilled and it gets met. And the other need that you thought was your greatest need somehow gets fulfilled too. And it's no longer your greatest need because your greatest need got met. Say, so can you say that again? I don't think so. <laughs> Listen to this statement. When you miss, you miss the uninterrupted wisdom of God. 
when we're right here at this moment, and I think you know this, I take this very serious. I spend most of my time on this because we need to throw out some wisdom. And you get to sit here in an uninterrupted moment of wisdom. The Bible said there's two types of wisdom, from above and devilish. We're getting some wisdom, some vertical wisdom here because you need it. Let me let you in on a secret. There's not a lot of wisdom in our world right now. I feel smarter every day. <laughs> I'm just saying it is what it is. It's the wisdom of the world. It's foolish. The Bible said it's demonic. We need to sit here with some uninterrupted wisdom so you get your answers and you get your solution. You miss the uninterrupted wisdom of God. You miss worshiping out loud together. Well, I can worship home. Yeah, but together, y'all sound awesome. You miss moving in God's direction with others, creating a life change with for others. You, you miss that if, if you're not here. So here's what we need to do is stop fueling the excuses that keep us from being here frequently. We need to stop fueling those excuses. Why should you show up? For God, for others, and then for you. Then for you. That's a cultural shift right there. So the first challenge I want to give you going into a new season. Our church is moving into a new season. And I'm excited about it. Um, but this is the challenge. Let's come frequent. Let's just get here and see what God actually does. How many believe this? The church is the expression of Christ to the world. God, you need to reach the world. What he can only do it expressed to the local church. And the local church is his local expression to the community. And so LifePoint is a local expression to our region. And if you are the church, wouldn't it make sense to be in church? Look at someone, elbow them and say, homie, you need to just show up. How many got something good out of this this morning? If there's one thing I've come to discover, it's, it's this, that, that Jesus loves his bride. And we, we need to be really serious about just being here as frequent as possible. Don't want ever to get here. If you've got to eat the peanut butter and jelly sandwich in the car on the way here, do it. If you've got to run in the door, Run back out and get here. There's a blessing on it. There's a We're going to get back to being church people, right? Hey, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to throw a couple screens up. You can take a picture of it. I'm going to talk more about it next week. Here's a couple things coming up in September. Uh, this Wednesday is our first Wednesday night. We've been theming those. It's a night of life change. And so we start at 7 if you want to join us for 6.15 at prayer. Say, why should I come on Wednesday if I came on Sunday? It's just a more intimate time on, on a Wednesday night. And so I want to encourage you to come out. This month when we're done, we're going to have dessert. Desserts at the pavilion. If you ever go to Bonnie Bells, there's this sign. I love it. I see it every time. Um, stressed, spelled backwards, is desserts. That's all you're going to remember when you leave. Um, 
So the 13th is our Lift Men's event. It's going to be around the campfire at the pavilion. Uh, the the uh, 20th is Vibe. And the 17th, we're going to kick off this season with a worship night right here at 6.30 on Sunday night. So just, just a night of worship. So that's what's up in September. Um, in October, uh, first Wednesday is going to be a night of equipping. And, and what we're going to do throughout October on Wednesday nights is we got three equipped classes. We'll tell you more about that for you to choose uh, from that month. There's going to be a Bliss Marriage event on Friday night, the 27th. I'll tell you a bit more about this next week, but we're going to start two services in October, the middle of October. I'll give you the date for that. So just take a picture of that. That's what's coming up. I'll talk about some of that as we go on and some new things that God's put on our heart, not just to add, but some new things to, to, to be a, a part of that. So vision's the same. It's life change. Um, some of the systems are the same, and then there's some new initiatives that we're just working on um, for what God has for you and your family. And so my challenge to you is let's, let's get back to being church people. And the first challenge, anybody like a challenge? Three people like a challenge. All right, well, so here's our challenge. We're, we're going to come frequently. We're going to come frequently. And you say, well, we're going to show up, why? For God, for others, then for ourselves. Can we stand to our feet? If you got something good out of that, then we're going to sing this song as a, as a closing theme, as a, uh, a closing expression of our heart this morning. And we're going to sing about, about God building His church. Amen. God's good. Amen. Can we praise Him for a moment? Father, we worship You. Father, we praise You. Father, we do. We magnify You. We give You glory, Father. We honor You. We do. We praise You. We praise You. We praise You. We thank You, Father. We thank You, Lord. Lord, we honor you, we praise you, we glorify you. Well, we can do better than that. God, we do, we praise you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Here's what I see. I see a bunch of... Um, I see some pregnant people in the house. Spiritually pregnant. Here's what, here's what, here's what, what, what I sense to tell you. Um, when, whenever you find out someone is pregnant or with child, you say they're expecting. They're expecting. Some of you have had some expectors out there. Some of you need to renew some expectors. Some of you need to, to, to confess some new expectations. Because here's the second thing they say. Oh, you're expecting. Then they say this. When are you due? Can I just prophesy this to you? It's your due season. It's your due date. It's your due date. There's a, there's a, there's a blessing. There's a harvest. And there's a blessing. Father, I thank you all across this room. Just receive it. Lord, there's a new blessing. There's a due moment. There's a due, we're in our due season. You're in your due season. You're, you're, see, when you're due and you're getting close to the due date, the due moment, guess what? Every little movement, every little thing, like, could this be it? Could this be it? Could this be it? You, you can wake up tomorrow like, could this be the day? Could this be the day? Could, 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 uh, is next week? Is next week? Is it? I, I, I feel something I'm due. I'm due any moment. It could happen. Any moment, everything could change. How many know when you had that baby, everything changed, right? Right, you've been going through the labor pains. You've been going through adjustments. You've been packing some weight on. You've been, you've been, uh, well, all that stuff y'all do. You've been doing all that. Can't sleep. Uncomfortable. 
I mean, remember you had you you weren't. My wife was never comfortable with our second. She had to sleep in the recliner for for three months. She had to sleep because she could. You've been uncomfortable and you've been moaning and groaning about it. Maybe God's putting you through some discomfort to get you ready for your delivery date. Maybe you've been retaining some water because it's about to break loose. Amen. God's good. Amen. Hey, let me say one more thing here before we do this song. As, as you know, you, you may have, I, I think, maybe anticipated this, but um, a few years ago, Pastor Shane and, and Molly moved, and Pastor Mitch stepped in and took over the worship. Well, Pastor Shane will be taking back over worship as our worship pastor. And so... Um, So he's going to lead us in the closing song. Man, I don't know about you, but I'm excited about what God's up to. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the LifePoint podcast. We want to encourage you to subscribe and follow so you don't miss a message. For more information, you can visit lpcwv.com.